We are given one life, full of billions of small and large decisions, to be somebody, to change, to be kind, to give hope, to become a better person, and to leave a lasting impact on this planet. It is a decision to be made every single day while your heart is still beating. We've made our decision. Absence of clothing. Atheist and science-based apparel and merchandise. Donating 50% of our profits to charity. Look good and feel good, without God. Check us out at absenceofclothing.com and find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest for discount codes and other sweet swag. Speaking of discount codes and sweet swag, why don't you head on over to absenceofclothing.com, type in the promo code EVILTWINS, and you will get 10% off. Not only will you get 10% off, but you're going to do something good for the world. Please give back, people. Hey, Brad. What's up? Remember last time when I asked you if you like beer? Yeah. And you tried the beer? Yeah. Did you still like it? I like that. That was summertime beer, my friend. Okay. It's time for the fall. You got something else for me? I, yeah, let me put it this way. I have another question. Okay. Do you like coffee? It's all right. Well, guess what, my friend? What? Old Town Brewing has fused coffee and beer into one beverage. You got to be kidding me. They call it Bean Me Up. You get it? Bean Me Up? Okay. Their coffee pale ale is brewed with Stumptown coffee to make it nice and zesty. So why don't you head over to otbrewing.com, check out their website. They've got pizza, they've got beer, they've got a lot of shit. Check them out. The information contained in this podcast is for entertainment use only. Please don't take a single word these two assholes say seriously. I'm Thad. I'm Brad. And we are the Evil Twin Podcast. What's the goal here? To continue making as much money as they can for as long as they can before they get busted. First of all, props to you for knowing about the Septuagint and the Vulgate. Yeah. So I'm beyond third grade? Wait. We're we're saying first year graduate school here. Like that was that was impressive. Yeah. Some of the most compelling theories of personal identity rooted essentially in your preferences, your likes, your dislikes, your experiences, your memories. That's that's essentially who you are, that's all you are. And then the most unexpected to me, but delightful, this emergence of ayahuasca. In understanding the self or in creating an image of the self, we also create an image of the other or the not-self simultaneously. So we, we create subject and object in the same moment. But really, this teaches us that we create our own environments, that we gravitate toward those things in our environments that please us based on who we are genetically speaking. You know, in yoga, people say namaste, the Sanskrit word for the divine in me honors the divine in you. It's the same concept. When enough of us live from our ruach, from our divine connection, we can't help but repair the world. Welcome to the Evil Twin Podcast. Dude, pass that. Pass that over. Here you go. Pass the Dutch.
Pass the Dutch. Pass that Dutch. Pass the Dutch. Pass that Dutch. Pass the Dutch. Pass a motherfucking Dutch. So, um, the Mormonism saga is over. Mm-hmm. That part of our podcast is now over. We can now get really fucking stoned and do something different. <laughs> Let's do something really different. Let's do something so different yeah. that it's never been fucking done before, dude. What do you mean, never been done? I mean... Let's just let's find something that's find never something been done weird. and do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just sitting here smoking this joint. Uh huh. And uh, listening audience, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning. Oh in. yeah, welcome, <laughs> welcome um, to the show. Forgot about them. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate your listening respect. Your what do you ears. Call it? We we appreciate you allowing us to borrow your ears for yeah for a short just period to of put today. some vibration into your ear to. Tickle your drums. Doesn't probably doesn't affect your life much as a listener of the show, but you know it's cool. We appreciate it. We like it. Hopefully, hopefully you'll get some shit out of it. <laughs> Entertainment at the very least, right? Right. Here, this take- is going to be a pretty casual episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like we're on, we're in a little bit of a come down. Yeah, you know we're 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 on the downside of uh a four episode arc that took all of our attention for a good month can't get this fucking thing at least dude. in terms of the uh at least in terms of our work on this podcast yeah um a lot of work went into the mormon episodes it was a blast let's never well i was going to say let's never talk about mormonism again but that's not that's not not really what we want we already have think. other interviews recorded i know, I know. we're going to talk about it more but let's not talk about it for a little bit you know what I want to talk about? What? I just want to talk about how low I feel lately. Just feeling low? Yeah, I just don't feel good. I just feel like I'm, you know, going to work, like a nine to six, put my hours in, put my time in, coming home to my little three-bedroom, two-bath house. Yeah. And Just uh, doesn't feel, feels like yeah, I just there should like be I'm, more to life than that. Doesn't it? I guess. I mean, we're doing this podcast. That's kind of cool. That's but more. It just seems like there should be. It just seems like I'm like maybe in some sort of like, I don't know, conspiracy. Yeah, it's like you're part of a, I'm, I'm a part big of some sort of group that's kind of bringing other people down. I don't. I don't want to bring people down. I don't dude. either. I don't want to be part of the people bringing people either. down. How do we get out of this? I was looking online the other day, and I found this thing called the Church of Subgenius. Have you heard of this before? Wait a second. I think I have heard of that. Like back in the day, right? That's been around for a while. It's been around for a while, yeah, since the eighties. <laughs> oh, really? The eighties. And, uh, and their theory is is that you know if you're not a member of the Church of Subgenius, you're basically what's called a, a pink. Yeah. And um, no wonder I'm so fucking not tan. Uh, well, that's Dude, my I'm problem. Pink. I thought it was because I was of Irish descent, but I think it's does, does pink allude to like. Just because you're always inside, just doing your job. Yeah, you're just like a pink blob. You just, you know, yeah. you're just like a like pink, a little pink little pig, lemming blob. And that's what we are. I don't want to be a. That's pink, what dude. we are. How do we not be a pink? Um, we could try to get hold of someone from the Church of Subgenius. There yeah, might, but there might be someone available. Let's look and see. They're probably pretty big, though, don't you think? Yeah, man, they've been around forever. They've been. I I heard about them on uh, Rachel Maddow. She, I saw her talking about them last. Well, during the last election. So you know, do they have like they're some a known sort entity? Of, um, political 
like aspirations or something? I think they're more on the anarchist side oh, of okay. politics. Okay. <laughs> so subgenius. Let's see if we can. Oh yeah, shit, dude, that logo. I've seen that logo before. Yeah, that's, I've seen that that's, fucking logo. That's before. Bob Dobbs. Okay. That's Bob who's, Dobbs. Who's that guy? Who is he? The leader? Bob Dobbs is like, you know what? Is he like the preacher of the? From what I understand, he was kind of like a prophet. Oh, really? Yeah. The world's greatest salesman, they called him. And he could sell anything to anybody. Hmm. So, this church was started by this dude named, like, Reverend Ivan Stang. Yeah. Um, and I think he must have known Bob Dobbs or something. Oh, really? Yeah. So he founded this thing. What, what did he find that? Found out? Find? Found? Dude, I can't even fucking talk. Dude, don't ask me any details about this, because okay. I, I don't know. Well, maybe we need to. Let's see if we can get the founder of what? the Church of Subgenius on the phone. There, dude, there's no way we're going to be able to make that happen. Let's see if we can. Okay, let's just go to a quick commercial. Okay. And then let's go to the commercial and then we'll come back and then we'll see what. Yeah, what maybe happens. maybe we'll have him on the line. Okay, if not, we'll just continue talking about it. Whatever. Okay, we'll see. Cool. What the hell do you think you're doing? Dragging your butt through the day, selling body and soul to a bunch of bland normals? Acting stupid so they'll think you're one of them? Tired of getting all of the guilt, but none of the sex? There is a simple answer, dear friend. A glowing beacon of slack amidst the turmoil and darkness. It's J.R. Bob Dobbs, the living slack master in his church of the subgenius. Bob brings a new destiny for the abnormal. For Bob comes to justify our sins, to unmask the conspiracy, and to get us back the slack they stole away. It's us versus them. Are you going to fry in hell on earth alongside the pink boys? Or will you pull the wool over your own eyes and accept Bob into your mind? Repent, quit your job, slack off, and praise Bob! Church of the Subgenius Eternal Salvation or triple your money back. Hello. Reverend Stang. Yeah. This is the Evil Twins. How are you doing? Uh, so far, so good. Okay, good. Hey, you know, we're just sitting here, a couple of us, um, my brother and I, and we're sitting here smoking some pot. And what? we're thinking pot about... smokers? Yeah. Why would, why, would you, why would you think that I would want to even associate with the person that would smoke the, the devil's weed. I'm sorry, Good Lord man. I, can I? Sorry, we came to ask you a question because we feel like you, you're the only one that can help us. Oh, okay. We, you we, want to know my address? So you can send me the pot. Oh, that well, if that's what you want. Office box. Oh, <laughs> no, that's that's okay. Well, we we've come to the realization that we're just a couple pinks, and we we're part of the conspiracy, and we, we need some help. So, can you just give us some advice, please? Uh, you can send uh, 35 bucks to the church of the subgenius, and then you can say you're no longer a pink and a member Oh, that's how you do it? Although, as uh, Bob told L. Ron Hubbard, okay, they good. may be pink, but their money is green. That's a uh, really old one. Wow. That's good. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, we're, I suppose we're all born at least pinkish in some way. <laughs> But we're also all born with original slack, and hmm. it could be that the conspiracy has not yet quite whipped it out of you. Okay. There's only one way to find out, and that's to plunge into the Church of the Subgenius uh, hardcore and, and, then, and just and find out what your slack really is. Well, how do you do that? 
That's up to you. That's the cool part. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) We just take your money and then you do everything else. Wow. That's amazing. (laughs) Well, Bob was a pretty tricky guy. So how how long has this, uh, the Church of Subgenius been around? Just as a little background for our listeners. Well, we published the very first uh, Subgenius pamphlet, number one, in uh, January. Actually, I picked it up from the printer January 2nd, 1980. So it's very easy to date the public outreach from that time. Of course, there have always been Bobs in some incarnation or another, Mm -hmm. uh, some of which we really don't like to talk about. Assholes. There's some some nasty periods in history. But uh, that was a long time ago, and the uh, the current Bob is, uh, uh, you can trust him, yeah. Yeah. So the he's check is in the mail. He's trustworthy. His hand is in your pants. Everything's <laughs> fine. Nice. So is 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 Bob still around, or is he just is he just in our hearts, or or what's going on? Oh well, uh, we don't see him showing up at uh, subgenius stage shows or devivals since the last three times that he was shot dead when he did show up. Okay. That was kind of a fad for a while there. He and, came back. Uh, Oh, well, yeah, that proved his divinity, but, well, I hesitate to say he's not stupid. This is Church of the Subgenius, but he Correct. has not shown up at any uh, at any of our shows or parties since 1985. Wow, okay. But, uh, so is, is, he, is he withdrawing his spirit from the church? Have you, have you done something wrong, or? I don't know. <laughs> How the hell would we know? Um there, there were, you know, the book of the subgenius and the other books were compiled using memos that he wrote on or scrawled mm-hmm. on napkins. Sometimes they're hard to translate. Mm. And even if he was still around, we wouldn't get it necessarily. Mm. I mean, I obviously he must still be around because he's Bob. Yeah. I mean, that just goes without saying. Right. He's always here. That's logic, right? Just Hmm. unshakable logic. Right. That's rational thought, I would say. Yeah. So you can see pictures of him anyway, tattooed on lots of foolish young people. This is true. I have seen a couple. How are those documents translated anyways? Do you use like a peep stone and a hat or how how does this work? Uh, We would, uh, usually it was Dr. Philo Drummond who who, uh, wrote the original uh, promotional stuff with me. Like Bob, he was a professional salesman where I was just a pro- professional nerd. Huh. <laughs> um, so I ended up doing a lot more of the work, the actual work. But we would, uh, Bob, uh, Philo knew Bob personally uh, for years before we started the church. And he hmm. would uh, collect these uh, napkin scrawlings and uh, we'd just try to guess what the heck word Bob was spelling from one word to the next. Um, <laughs> I'm guessing that you I, guessed I, right. I, we, one thing we're pretty sure is that he's not on the internet. No. Yeah. No. Because yeah. we're not sure <laughs> if he uh, has the power of literacy. Okay. Uh, you know, we didn't call it church of the genius. Bob is just lucky. And, yeah. And that's, that's all that counts in a religious leader of his stature. Hmm. That seems to be all that really counts anyways, right? Luck is really all that matters. 
well, uh, being tall and good-looking helps, or being born rich, those things. Well, but then those are just luck also. Correct. Hmm. Yeah. Is is luck kind of like slack, or is that something totally different? Uh, uh, well, if luck and slack were the same, then Bob would have all of it. And okay. we'd really be just shit out of luck. Oh, wow, okay. So uh, the, the thing is, slack is different for each person. That's the the key thing about slack that a lot of people misunderstand. Uh, ever since that term slackers was repopularized by yeah. that movie in the 90s, uh, people thought well, that just meant lazy hippie types. And it often does, uh, but it can also mean energetic uh, bizarro types or, or who may even be completely disguised as normal people. Okay. Hmm. In fact, I would suggest that most of the thousands of dues paying said geniuses, you wouldn't look twice at them on the street. They, Interesting. Uh, then on the other hand, there's the ones who shave their eyebrows and make a big deal out of it. Mm. <laughs> make a big show out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But isn't that just sort of pinkies arriving in the in the church? Is that what new guys do, in other words? Yeah, is that like the... No, no say that again. I didn't quite understand. The whole idea of somebody, like, shaving their eyebrows and, like, trying to make a spectacle of themselves, doesn't that just seem like something just a newbie would want to do? Once you get settled into slack, you don't it need to do that anymore. It depends on where you are. If, if you're the only goth in <laughs> McCrory, Arkansas... Walking around with shaved eyebrows or, you know, some 1990s Marilyn Manson look is a radical statement and takes a huge amount of cojones. That's true. Uh, if you're walking around with shaved eyebrows at Burning Man, everybody's going to go, well, that's really 1990. Uh, wow, retro. Yeah, they're so, in their Mad you know, Max it's, clothes. It's relative as to where, where you walk around with your strangely dyed beard or your bob tattoos or whatever hmm. you know speaking of uh, you um, know, we have an annual hmm. gathering where we actually see all the sub geniuses in the flesh who are tough enough to make it to this remote campground where we hold the our x-day drills really and it's a real cross-section of people uh, uh, it's you'd be you'd be surprised we get accused of being a sausage fest but i think that's a knee-jerk <laughs> <laughs> criticism because they you know they're not there if you look around we're doing a lot better than say guar or the insane clown posse huh. or devo no offense to any of those no words. of course not um but uh, th those those are actually slightly bigger sausage fests than the subgenius gatherings what's interesting is the age range there's a lot of real oldsters even older than me and i'm 62 uh, and there's uh, kids. Hmm. Uh, in, in fact, I've spent the, this afternoon going through recordings of the new preachers and the new bands that got up on stage at X Day, and I was really happy to see what uh, fervor and uh, slackness hmm. they had. Unfortunately, because I'm editing these for broadcast radio, I have to also do the fuck cutting. <laughs> Fuck cut, uh, which is something you guys don't have to worry about. We do not. We've actually had many have, a fuck. You won't have to go back and mark that word and then replace it with a little bleep or a bob or something. <laughs> yes, I, we often we, fuck. We actually still put our show on 
a few broadcast stations. Hmm. I think it's mostly internet now, and and they get the uncensored version. Nice. So speaking of uh, um, uncensored versions, uh, what happens when you die? <laughs> well, that depends on whether you bought your subgenius membership or not. Oh, okay. Excuse me, I'm finishing off a frozen burrito. Oh, I thought I, maybe I you were doing an edible or something. I didn't know. If I choke to death, you'll, we'll, I'll, I'll find out what happens when you die. That yeah. would be so amazing for our ratings. As far as, I'm, as far as I'm concerned, if I croak and then go through a tunnel of light and meet my loved ones on the other side, you won't hear me complaining. <laughs> on the other hand, if I just rot in the grave, you won't hear me complaining either. Good point. But uh, uh, in theory, a dues paying subgenius doesn't have to die until they want to if they can manage to restrain themselves from dying before X day okay. when the aliens come. Oh, wow. Okay. Once the aliens come and beam up all the dues paying subgeniuses, they can all be as immortal as they want to be, although I've been given to understand that immortality gets very boring <laughs> after a while. I would think so. <laughs> after a long while, but still, <laughs> right. again, it's all relative. So this, so, do- yeah, for for if you um, for thirty five dollars from the Church of the Subgenius, you get eternal salvation or triple your money back. But you have to prove the eternal part, right? You have to prove you didn't get eternal salvation. I take it and you haven't had many proving that yet. We've had a lot of jokers bring it up, and I always say that same thing I just said. Okay. In fact, I'm trying real hard not to say things I've already said over and over again. You're probably safe. Our listening audience, you're you're probably, this might have been the first time that they've heard of you, so it's some, fine. Some maybe, some yes. no. Just start from the beginning, from, from when you first started talking about the subject. Just start and just repeat the whole thing. Go. <laughs> no, just sure. Um, in 1953, J.R. Bob Dobbs, who is known as the saint of sales among other salesmen, but still at that time just a mortal, uh, while working on a an amateur home television. Uh, something happened, and he ended up having a vision of this angry ancient space monster calling itself Jehovah One, which apparently, it turns out, had been running a lot of the major world religions for thousands of years under different names. Uh, Jehovah One informed Bob that throughout history there had been a conspiracy of normal people instinctively taking away the slack of all of the weirdos, abnormals, non-believers, outsiders, Crips, geeks, nerds, gimps, all the cool people, the for real down home bull daggers, you know. Nice. So, uh, and he predicted that this period of tribulation would come to an end on July 5th, 1998, when the uh, exists or the creatures from planet X would come down and rupture up all of the dues paying subgeniuses hmm. who can then get their own flying saucers and wreak revenge on all the unbelievers you know fifth grade teachers that that spanked them yeah uh girls that wouldn't go out with them boys that wouldn't go out with them that kind of thing can i say amen Uh, or is that not appropriate uh, yeah yeah sure okay okay no problem yeah we we, there's a lot of crossover with all the other religions in fact we rob the graves of all of the finest dead religions for their for the good parts you know okay 
<laughs> the vengeance-filled stuff. As we say a lot, uh, it's not that we really love Bob all that much, It's but we just rejoice in the idea of everybody else going to hell. And that's what we have in common with most religious people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I it's think... It's really, it's an us versus them thing. We're us, they're them, you know... So there you go. It, that makes perfect sense to me. Speaking of the us versus them thing, what what do you think about these other bullshit religions like Dudism and, uh, you know, Scientology? We recently talked to someone from Dudism, and he was a nice guy, but come on, they're a little bit too relaxed. Kind of boring. Well, th- that's to be expected in, in that particular form of slack based on that character in that movie. Uh-huh. You know, it's funny you should mention that because I keep having, lately people have been going, you know, you look like that guy that played the dude in that movie. I can't remember <laughs> the name of it. Uh-huh. Big something. Mm-hmm. I keep getting that. Although, actually, hmm, that guy's got kind of short hair compared to me. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I also get compared with Tommy Chong a lot. Okay. Just on basis of physical appearance. Not on the pot smoking, obviously. We've we've established that. Well, yeah. Do I look like somebody who's no, pot? No, Jesus. absolutely not. You do look like Especially Jesus. Especially not on the radio. <laughs> no, we we do uh, we do enjoy the sacred Tibetan herb known as Habafrop Zipulops, or Frop for short, which. Uh, is you know a lot of subgeniuses they just get these cheap conspiracy street drugs like marijuana and they'll right. call it from um, you'll you'll find them sitting around smoking dope and going oh yeah we're fropping up praise Bob huh. but uh, the real frop <laughs> you don't come down from that all right where do you and get where I, do you get it I'm from you have to harvest it from the graves of Tibetan holy men oh which okay is about the only place that it grows. Uh, and it also grows on the uh, uh, droppings of the Yeti or the hmm. Bigfoot. So is this like ancestors. the uh, Soma, what they referred to as Soma in the Hindu religion? S- Soma is based on Frop, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's, Frop is yeah. pre-Soma. Well, no, they're probably about the same thing. Oh. It's been around for thousands of years, but it's not a drug. It's an herb. Oh, okay. completely legal. Okay. You, you look on the law books and you won't find... Anything about, uh, you know, possession of frog. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to find some graves, I guess, to, to grow my own on then. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, that's, it's uh, hard to come by, that's for sure. One of the, th- one of the but questions... I suppose if you got something skunky enough, you could probably convince yourself that, that it was the real thing. Hmm. That's almost as good. Yeah. I prefer skunky. Myself. I'm, you know, a lot of people are hooked on placebos, and that's true. So Very you powerful. can't you can't put placebos down. That's true. They're not illegal. They seem very legal. They use them in scientific research all the time. Uh, <laughs> right, right. And it turns out that in in uh, studies that I've read, oddly enough, placebos work a little bit better than antidepressants for the mm. emotional problems. Isn't that funny? That makes sense. Actually, uh, well, they what they need is just more frob. Dumbasses. <laughs> oh well, whatever. <clears throat> I want uh, to. I'd hate to be preachy. You know, we don't like to. We're preachers that don't like to get too preachy about stuff. You are a reverend, after all. It's hard not to be. Yeah. What were well, we I'm, a, I'm a subgenius preacher. That's my job. You know, believe it or not, I have not had to work for anybody else since the middle '90s. Wow, really? 
Just yep. from, just from the selling, church? Yeah, uh, selling Subgenius memberships. Uh, well, we used to sell CDs. Nobody buys CDs anymore. But uh, we have a DVD of a feature movie that was done a long time ago. Nice. So are you are you a five hundred one c corporation or how how are you running things over there? We're uh, the Subgenius Foundation Incorporated is simply a limited partnership okay. by myself and Dr. Drummond. I personally own the trademark of that picture of Bob Dobbs, which reminds me I have to send them another hundred bucks soon. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of expensive to maintain a trade, and you have to maintain a trademark for several different aspects like publishing t-shirts movies and audio those are all three different trademark type things you have to deal with mm. the conspiracy is tricky that's good way. information so what's now, the you asked about the the dudism and of course uh, the flying spaghetti monster always comes up yeah yeah and we, we look at those as uh, beloved younger cousins of the subgenius just as the Discordians were in some, in many ways, a kind of an older cousin that we thought was cool mm-hmm. until they got, you know, until we knew them better, <laughs> until we grew up. And uh, so, uh, although you may, you, you will run into subgeniuses being really nasty to the other, quote, put on fake religions. Uh, I personally don't have any trouble. I don't even have any trouble with Scientology. I have no trouble with evil televangelists that trick old ladies into spending all their money. The televangelist is going to spend the money more wisely. <laughs> you know, if they, outlawed being, if they outlawed spending your money on stupid crap, a lot of us would be out of business. Yeah. Hey, have so, you seen the, Bob, uh, you know, have you seen the uh, documentary Marjo? Oh yeah. Yeah. That came out when I was just yeah. uh, a mere, 20-year-old or something. Yeah, we just, uh, a few episodes ago on our show, we interviewed uh, Sarah uh, Kirkachin, uh, the um, director of the, of the of Marjo, and, and she was pretty interesting. The, his story was pretty unique. Well, you know, he's got to be much better known as a B actor in uh, horror movies. Yeah. But as, yeah, I saw that, that movie as a kid. In fact, every now and then I quote Marjo, glory G to Beezus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, when they're counting money, that's something yeah. you do when you count money after revival. Uh, yeah. You, you say that. Um, yeah, well, that's, uh, that was uh, quite an eye-opening documentary. Yeah, time. it was great. At the time, I bet it was uh, pretty, pretty cutting edge. Uh, yeah, in fact, I think it was before I knew anything about Bob. Now, then, of course, another important mark in history besides Marjo documentary is the Jonestown mm-hmm. suicides or whatever you want to call that. Uh, that was a big boost for our – was kind of an inspirational thing. But yeah. when, when we started publishing stuff, Jonestown was still fresh in the news and people could relate to it. When Heaven's Gate happened – I had phone calls from worried people going, I heard some cultists that are waiting for saucers kill themselves. Are you guys okay? It's like, yeah, they weren't wearing Bob shirts, were they? No, they were wearing Nikes. Nike got that, that, those royalties. I would say the Church of Subgenius is far from a cult, first of all. So I I would take offense at what they said. Well, uh, Well, why not both? You know, why can't we be both? 
a takeoff on idiotic belief systems as well as an authentic idiotic <laughs> belief system. I guess that's true. So there's all, people are so, you know, everything's all dualistic. It has to be one or the other. Why not both? This is why we're coming to you, sir. This is why, this is why we are coming <laughs> <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> we have simple answers for complex questions. That helps turn people simple. Rush Limbaugh discovered that, making the complex simple. Well, it's complex, and some of us like it that way, but boy, the simpletons will pay extra to lie to them and make it sound simple. You mentioned earlier— Sometimes I feel like, you know, if we had been able to keep a straight face, I'd be one rich motherfucker. I'd be like L. Ron Hubbard, but— but that's the thing. We just have never been able to to say some of those sentences and not just crack up <laughs> at the, at the prospect of somebody actually believing this garbage. <laughs> now, of course, in the case of Church of the Subgenius, it's it's sacred garbage, which is very different. Yeah, because we admit that it's bullshit. That makes us the truest religion, mm-hmm. which isn't saying much. <laughs> But, I mean, what has this world come to when the least dishonest religion is the church of the subgenius, which brags about lying? Mm-hmm. It's like a, magi- a magician who's honest about the, you know, the tricks they're, they're performing. Those are the best magicians. Well, you're talking about our friend Reverend Penn Gillette. Yes. I don't know a teller <laughs> ever sent in his 35 bucks, but, but uh. Penn has always been very friendly to us. I'm surprised, too, because I would... He's kind of, he's a real straight guy. Yeah, yeah. straight. And, yeah. In um, terms of his drug use uh, and stuff, is he, is he? I thought he was gay. Uh, yeah, he frowns on pot smoking and well, it's like the way he puts it: if you if you practice high, perform high. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he doesn't ever get high, and that's probably why he's so well spoken and able to do those tricky memor- memorized tricks. And <laughs> he's much more famous and rich. Yeah, but. Would asshole. you want to be Pendulette? Not me. I'd rather be me. Yeah. I'd rather get high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just well, for that purpose alone. Yeah, let's, right. I mean, you kind of have to feel sorry for the guy. <laughs> but I'm proud of him for sticking with his guns, and, and uh, I loved their show, Bullshit. Yeah. That was uh, fabulous. You know, think how many, how they're outnumbered. There's some ghost hunter shows and, you know, hunting the Loch Ness Monster and all that crap. And yeah. how many skeptic shows are there? Nothing. No. Not enough. You got to get on Twitter to see skeptic stuff. That's pretty much where it's at. A lot of it's at. The, the Twitterverse. Oh, I've, I've been. Uh, you know, uh, I'm, in I'm other actually, words, just online in general. Sure. Oh, I, I, uh, I scope out some of that stuff. Uh, to tell the truth, though, I'm trying to stay away from desks and computers as much as I can Good for idea. my health. Uh, I. I put in a lot of hours in front of these glowing screens and I've had, I've just about had enough, yeah. except that I can't retire. I've got to keep uh, cranking out. So I have, somebody has to send people subgenius membership kits when they join the church and right. somebody has to cash the checks. Hmm. And that's gotta be you. Sounds like I mean, a burden. I get the impression that Bob is actually, um, intercepting quite a bit of the mail i'm not sure how that works mm. because things are well, you know he, he um, is Bob. it's easy it's at this point it would be very easy to say oh yeah church of the subgenius that was an 80s thing right and in a way that that would be 
somewhat accurate because there was a time around in the middle of 1984 for about three months, we were the coolest thing in San Francisco. <laughs> but of course, by definition, nothing can be that cool for very long. Right. And I'm kind of glad that we never became really big time because then we'd never be able to be cool again. And as it is, we have periods about every five years, there'll be a, a stretch of time where the church is really cool again. And some rock star will join up or, you know, somebody will talk about it. And the rest of the time, we just kind of hide out in between those periods. Mm. A couple of years ago, I saw um, during the presidential election, I saw Rachel Maddow talking about you guys. Did that affect your uh, membership levels? No, not, a, not in the slightest. They never, it never does. I know what you mean. Some Republican guy was using a bumper sticker saying, I'm mad too, Fred. Or yeah, something. something like that, yeah. But she accused him of ripping us off, which <laughs> right. they probably had, because we had the I'm mad too, Bob sticker. But here's the thing. Where did we get the idea for I'm Mad To? From an obscure, angry, right-wing Dallas politician. Huh. His bumper sticker said, I'm Mad Too, Ed. <laughs> so we were doing a takeoff on a right-wing politician and then a right-wing politician not doing a takeoff wisely just ripped it off because it's a good phrase if you're an angry, impotent trailer court white man yeah you know and, and for if, whatever reason if you're well, the kind who has to hate pretty much everything that's not another impotent old hateful white man then it's a good slogan yeah i'm mad too and mad can be taken several different ways mad magazine style mad hatter style all kinds of mad well she she but, was uh, using it as a way to kind of make the guy look bad you know make him look like yeah. a wacko well, she was making him look like a ripoff. What pissed me off about the thing was at the end of her report, she said, no, that's all from the Church of the Subgenius, and that's for another story. But she never did the other story. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, believe it or not, I got interviewed by uh, John Stewart mm -hmm. before The Daily Show. He had a show called The John Stewart Show. Mm -hmm. And around 1992 or so, I was invited on that show and I got to talk for about two and a half minutes and uh, John Stewart was very friendly but I was surprised he had never heard of the church mm -hmm. and back then I would have thought that most com comedians would have uh, yeah, would at least sure. be familiar with it maybe he's a little bit too pink uh, well <laughs> like I say this was 1992 and I didn't know who he was he didn't know who I was my sister was sure surprised. She was watching TV, and I came bounding out onto the stage. <laughs> hey. So what? Uh, how long has your radio show been going on? Since 1985. Remember the shows, and uh, today I'm working on show number 1,536. Wow, damn. You'd think I'd get a life. <laughs> and but, our, um, yeah, our... we started on a, on a Dallas broadcast community an acorn station actually called knon and uh we're on there for nine years until they got taken over by nation of islam briefly and they they kicked off uh every <laughs> pretty much everybody then they then they changed back but they didn't want an hour of slack but by then i had begun producing it out of my home studio and we've been syndicating it to various stations around the country for a long time they kind of come and go 
there's never more than about five stations, real broadcast stations that play it. Hmm. Okay. But there's a lot of internet podcast, uh, you know, programmers that they can download the X-rated MP3 version for free and run those, and we have no problem with that. The only thing we insist people pay for is the versions where I've had to sit cut all the cuss words out. Yeah, you've had to do some extra work there. Um, it's, that's my day today. So are all uh, 1,500 and something episodes available on on iTunes? Just or? about all of them. Uh, yeah, uh, we started doing them digitally around 2000, but a, a, a guy who used to broadcast them on CKLN in Canada, uh, he digitized all the old cassettes that huh. he had. So you can download the old cassette shows going back to like 87 or so. Wow, wow. Who's the most? They, it's changed a lot over the years. I used to play, um, I felt like I, I was playing, the, I was doing the only weirdo stuff in Dallas. And so I would play things like Frank Zappa and Captain Beefheart and Tex Ritter and uh, Marty Robbins and old, all kinds of old stuff. But um, when the internet came along, it's like, well, no, no, those guys all have records. They You can go to a store and buy that stuff. So now we pretty much stick with the originally generated material. A lot of it is mailed in by strangers. But there's also two other subgenius live radio shows that have been going on for years. Hmm. Uh, Puzzling Evidence Show started in 1982 in Berkeley, and it's wow. still on on uh, Pacifica and in Atlanta, Reverend Susie, the floozy does a really sexy show on WREK. Um, and all of those are, uh, archived on the internet. Although the quality of the hour of slack is much higher than any of the other. Well, yeah, formats. of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, we offer a high res odd Vorbis downloads as well as plain MP3s. Nice. So Are, they're just spinoffs of, of you anyway, so they should be kind of lower. No, no actually, the, no. The Puzzling Evidence radio show started before the hour of slack. Oh, okay. Although, um, but wasn't he uh, using your defense. wasn't he using your belief as like a, a foundation for the show, or no? Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they were friends of ours uh, in the early days, and. Uh, somehow managed to get on the radio. Basically, they took over this other guy's show, and uh, and they're still on. They're on at four thirty in the morning, so oh, you know wow. it's hard wow. to get people to that. That explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to say, hopefully, but, they're uh, paying you re- dividends or something, but maybe no, no. We we trade off. We're, these are old old friends. These are major subgenius contributors. Oh, okay. Doctor Hal Robbins, Philo Drummond, and uh, Puzzling Evidence were part of. They're all uh, co-writers of Book of the Subgenius. They've oh, been part okay. of it since that. 1980. And Susie the Floozy. Uh, they, these are real old timers, and we, you know, we just uh, we play each other's stuff. Okay. Uh, I play clips from their show. They play clips from my shows, and we, and you know, we we hang out. Is the Church of Subgenius kind of like the Linux of religions? <laughs> that's not a bad. <laughs> that's not a bad description, actually. Speaking of which, uh, Slackware Linux was yeah. directly inspired by Subgenius. That's right. We know that guy, Patrick Reverend Volkerding. He uh, he comes to X Days with nice. his family. So, so how um, can our listening audience 
um, they don't have the pleasure like we do of sitting here talking to you. So um, I guess the next best thing, poor thing, <laughs> the next best best thing would be for you to tell them how they could actually get to know a little bit more about the Church of Subgenius. All you have to do is be able to spell subgenius right. Okay. There's not an O in it. <laughs> subgenius does not have an O, but subgenius.com does. Okay. Uh, in the com, but not in the dot. The okay. dot's really just a dot. <laughs> so subgenius.com, and there's little buttons. At the t- it's a very old-fashioned looking website uh, by design. Yeah. It's black and white, like Bob is, or at least the front end of it is. And there's uh, categories like radio. You can go to our, all of those shows I've mentioned um, on the radio button. And there's news of our events, which are kind of rare these days. We have the annual thing, and occasionally some young fool decides Upstart. to throw a, a devival. Um, although the last time that happened, the guy actually made money. Hmm. Interesting. That doesn't usually happen. Huh. Uh, we we were you know we it was a bigger deal in the um, well in the eighties and then in the nineties and then in the two thousand tens. Okay. And uh, lately, I think there's been a little bit of graying going on. Mm. Yeah. I'm about half retired. I'll never completely retire, but I'm slacking a lot. I spend a, more time every week playing video games. Nice. Than I used to. I guess that's what happens. I'm a, you I'm become Monster more Hunter is Monster Hunter is my uh, favorite. I was. I'm a, I'm a, are you familiar with that? No, I don't. My son plays games that I I don't I don't. I wish I could. Uh, I wish I had more slack. Well, that was yeah. That was that was my thing. I didn't have enough. You know, it was like how can I waste my time doing something like that? Well, I, I as I began to have more free time which just happens when you get to be an old fart somehow. Uh, I, I started going, well, video games, they do nothing for you in the real world. Therefore, it's pure slack. <laughs> it's just a jack-off. Yeah. And nobody's going to put that down. So, I love it. you know, as it becomes more hard, more, well, I shouldn't say, as it becomes less hard and more difficult to jack off, uh, you, you you have to find other ways. New hobbies, you know. Uh, yeah. So, is that YouTube channel? Is that actually your channel? That... Yeah, if it's called Rev Stang, that's my channel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it has some really uh, elaborately edited, slick things on it from the old days. <laughs> it has my slack from more recent times. We enjoy your I, slack. I got, I, got, I got it. Well, we. Um, my wife retired, and that meant that we could start traveling around the country. So we had a lot of vacation pictures. Nice. Although ours are probably have an eye for the surreal and the dilapidated. <laughs> and um, I, I got a, on a, ha- a hobby of um, microphotography. I yes. had a, a bunch of yes. microscopes, and I was studying tiny monsters because I've always been a monster fan, and there weren't any real monsters exactly until you start looking through a mic god almighty there's all kinds of horrible things down there and they're real yeah. and they live on your skin yeah so um that was fun so yeah, yeah, I, yeah my personal youtube channel is not all subgenius stuff a lot of it's just 
my stuff. Yeah, I personally love the microorganism porn. That yeah. was my the micro bug, oh, bug porn. We both have been watching those. I, I, I don't. I, it's probably going to be here be a little bit uncomfortable for you for you to hear, but I've 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 jacked off watching that a few times. You're sick. Well, I can't I help used, it. Um, it's sexy. For one of them, I used the soundtrack from a, a, an actual uh, porno mm-hmm. movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that can't help but kind of, you know, yeah. interest you in that yeah. way. Yeah. Well, man, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Um, we will we will be trying to, well, let, let's put it this way. We're going to join the church. We're going to send the $35 in. We're going to make efforts. Yeah, we're going to make the effort to become a little bit more slack. To come out of the, uh, what, what's it called? The pinks. The, the pink. world of the pinks. No, the conspiracy. We're oh, the conspiracy. We're to come out of the conspiracy. And, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe one day we'll have our own flying saucer. Maybe we'll have our own divider. Well, you definitely will. If you can just don't commit suicide before X day, okay. which, again, is July 5th, 1998. Okay, good. The Perfect. fact that nothing happened on that supposed date oh. uh, decades ago it proves how deeply the conspiracy has been trying to discredit Bob. We don't know what year this is. We're not even sure what planet this is. Not really. That's true. So anything could happen. It's best to be ready. You know, get your membership. You'll be able to perform marriages. And I'm not kidding. You really can perform marriages. Nice. I've I've lost count of how many people I've married. And so many that half of them got divorced since then. (laughs) That's where the real money is, but you have to have a law degree to get into that. Which you, do, do you not have that? Money. You don't have a law degree? No. No. Okay. no. All right. No. My dad was a lawyer, though, so that may explain uh, the way I talk. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> you know, That uh, might be it. Having a father yeah. and a lawyer would make you a pretty forceful speaker, I would imagine. So, thank you, it sir. It make you into a real asshole. <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, please send me a link to the show when it goes on. And, yeah, we will. And uh, I'll tell everybody and Perfect. do more shows. We appreciate it's that. Fun. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Praise Bob. Praise Bob. Praise, Brad. Praise Bob. Praise the other guy. Fab. Fab. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Evil Twin Podcast. To get the full Evil Twin experience, go to eviltwinpodcast.com. And follow the guys on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Evil Twin Podcast. If you really want to show your support, please subscribe, rate, and review our podcasts on iTunes. And remember, first ever, I'll see you next. I'll see you next.